Hey folks, anti-war protests aimed at the Middle East conflict are taking place right around the world. But why did they interrupt the Secretary of State holding up bloodied hands? I'm Aaron Young, let's find out. Now, streaming right around the world, this is Ticker Today. Hello, it is great to have your company wherever you're watching. Coming up this hour, the White House moves to curtail the use of AI, but is it even possible? Plus, more details emerge about the death of friend star Matthew Perry and his use of social media. But first... Let's kick off with Ticker Hot Shots. We're joined by Veronica Dudo now in New York. Veronica, of course, during that U.S. Senate hearing, anti-war protesters seized the spotlight, briefly diverting attention from proceedings involving the Secretary of State, Antony Blinken. Let's have a look. The President and I have both stressed the need for Israel to operate by the rule. Why are we here talking about Committee will suspend. All right. So the disruption occurred as Blinken was addressing the Senate Foreign Relations Committee about the nation's foreign policy priorities. Uh, We have a look at this, Veronica. Obviously, there is a lot of tension. There are a lot of different opinions on what is happening in the Middle East as well. And now uh, we're seeing protesters with those bloodied hands holding them up as well. Well, Capitol Hill certainly is no stranger to protests. We have seen them uh, many times throughout the years on a lot of different issues, also policy, especially as lawmakers start to cast their votes. And of course, they will sway laws one way or the other. But as you mentioned, this is something that, of course, has gripped not only the nation here in the United States, but really the entire world. A lot of people are looking at this and saying it's 2023. You know, how are we talking about conflict? and wars and, you know, watching innocent civilians on both sides losing their lives, you know, alive one minute and dead the next. So, I mean, it's definitely something that is very emotional. Of course, we did listen to Secretary of State Antony Blinken, and he was laying out the United States' support for Mm. Israel to defend itself. You know, where does this go? I think that's a question that a lot of people are thinking about, uh, curious about, and also kind of nervous to find out the answer. Yeah, I think nervous is is very uh, good way of putting it. You've also got the situation here in Australia where Victoria police have said that they're powerless to actually stop crowds of uh, at the pro-Palestinian rallies from doing Nazi salutes as well, even though they've been trying to bring in laws to, to make that uh, illegal. And obviously the conversation about free speech there too, but no place for that kind of hatred. We know what they're getting at with Nazi salutes as well. Um, there is this, this fine line that governments are finding around the world to allow protest, but for allow it to be peaceful, right? Certainly. There's also a really big story that's happening in the United States in terms of seeing some of these protests on college campuses and universities. So much so that we are seeing some, uh, you know, multimillionaire, multi-billionaire leaders across a lot of different industries saying, hey, look, over the past several decades, I've given millions and billions to particular schools, I'm not any longer because what I'm watching, how some of these uh, students are looking at the world is not correct. Uh, And so that is even something where we're seeing education, uh, Mm. the educational world being affected.
Yeah, very much so. I want to talk to you about this other topic out today. Now, LinkedIn, uh, the professional network that we all use, of course, unwittingly becoming a breeding ground for a new breed of security threat. It's called spies in suits. I don't know if you've been contacted by any of these people. I certainly have, but the covert operatives often posing as professionals in various industries have been using the platform, gathering sensitive information, infiltrating organizations around the world, raising concerns about the platform security there as well, Veronica. It's interesting because uh, we hear about Chinese spies, Russian spies quite a lot, uh, infiltrating organizations. And you think, how do they do it? It must be kind of hacking. But they're finding these ingenious ways, essentially befriending people through LinkedIn, the platform, might be offering a job, might be talking about their career, but actually they somehow find ways to glean little bits and details about companies as well. So absolutely, you know, this is a case uh, where less is better. So for a lot of people, they're thinking, I want to grow my network. And now this should give you pause whether or not to accept a request. And, you know, again, this is something where maybe it's, uh, it, you know, someone who you, you have someone else in common with. So then you think maybe that's okay. Well, maybe that person kind of let their guard down and just accepted that connection. And so you're looking at it as, well, I know this person personally. So if they know that person, so this really becomes very convoluted. And of course, now we're seeing this generative AI where you can have deep fakes. It's amazing what some of the, uh, you know, media applications can do with photos and videos. And so unfortunately, it's just a scary time we're now regular people, businessmen and women, they're just going to have to do more work to try to keep themselves uh, safe online. Yeah, and, and being really, really careful, right, about who you connect with, allow people to follow you if you don't know them as opposed to connections as well. I think like early on in the early days of Facebook and Twitter and Instagram, it was a free-for-all, right? And then we went, hang on, what about our privacy? And then now we're saying, what about spies and AI and how is it being used? It's just like an incredible world that we find ourselves in. And the idea that it could be used against us, as you mentioned, as a way to essentially um, uh, uh, you know, have spies uh, befriending us because we think that they're there. We had a, a LinkedIn expert on Ticker very early on in our journey, Sue Parker, who she said to me, don't just add anybody. You want to make sure that the people that you add on are people that you know or can actually add value. So it's probably not bad advice. We'll leave it there for now. Thanks, Veronica. Stay well. All right. Okay, big news from Apple's spooky event at Cupertino. Apple introducing new MacBook and also iMac computers along with three new powerful chips for them. The tech company says it has redesigned its graphic processing units as well. Take a look. Apple has unveiled new laptops and doubled down on its own in-house chips. At an event Monday in California, the tech giant showed off a range of new MacBook and iMac computers. It also has a new family of chips, dubbed M3, to power the devices. The silicon features upgraded graphics processing abilities, a move that takes the fight to NVIDIA, which dominates the market for graphics chips. Apple chief executive Tim Cook had big claims to make. They're the most advanced chips ever created for a personal computer, taking the best pro laptops in the world and making them even better. Apple has seen its laptop business boom since 2020, when it parted ways with Intel and started making its own chips. Industry analysts IDC say the firm has roughly doubled its market share. The new chips use designs from ARM Holdings and outperform machines using Microsoft's Windows on some tasks.
Cook says no one can rival Apple's ability to design hardware, software, and chips in-house. This deep integration is something only Apple can deliver, and we never stop innovating. Apple did not say which firm is making its new chips, but analysts say it's likely to be Taiwan giant TSMC. All right, in a significant move towards promoting the responsible development and deployment of artificial intelligence, the White House issuing an executive order focused on ensuring the safe, secure and trustworthy use of AI technologies. The order signed by the president underscores the importance of AI ethics and cybersecurity. For more, joined by Dr. Karen Sutherland from the University of the Sunshine Coast. Great to see you as always. My biggest question with this one is how on earth can the president do anything to try and prevent the use of AI everyone is using it well i think i think the horse has bolted on that part but i think in the <laughs> development of new ai technologies they they're trying to enforce some sort of regulations mainly focused on sort of safety transparency uh lack of bias in in data so yeah i think i, I mean I, you have to sort of say it's a good thing to try um, at least it's better than what they did with social media hey yeah it's so true but you know you talk about uh, what the americans are doing but he's president of the united states not president of the world no matter what they do there will always be a new ai bot out there that will do what the americans may not uh, allow them to do right it, it's it, it's not something that uh, can be controlled what happens in russia or what happens in china where tech developers might say this is a free-for-all Absolutely. But I think maybe he's trying to set an example for the rest of the world. And I know they are trying to link in with other countries to see if there can be some sort of, uh, I guess, uh, consistent approach to uh, making AI production a bit more safer uh, and have some sort of regulations in place. How effective that will be, only time will tell, but Good. I do understand Luck your uh, cynicism. That. Yeah, right. Uh, now, talk to us about, you know, this regulatory body, uh, the idea of compliance with AI regulations, because the news industry, I've just been in New York, a lot of talk about scraping and taking content. Uh, as I reminded everybody, though, when the president speaks on 60 Minutes or on CNN, every other network takes it, what's the difference? You know, there's a lot of gray area when it comes to scraping, a lot of gray area about using content, taking content. My view is, so long as you credit where it has come from, but the trouble with AI is you don't know where it's generating the content. And we're obviously talking about generative AI, right? That's right. So yes, you don't, you don't know where it's coming from. And so I think, I mean, in a lot of circles now, it's actually, um, it's, the, the best practice is to actually uh, disclose when you're using it. So I know as an academic, if you're using AI in any sort of um, research paper, you have to disclose it, uh, the, the use of it and how you've used it. So maybe there'll be more around that, disclosing when you're using it. I know in this executive order, there was a strong focus on transparency. And although the details aren't clear yet, uh, there is an aim to try and get people to set in some guidelines of how they should disclose when they are using AI mm, in yeah. terms of content. We'll see about that one as well. All right, uh, let's talk about something which is pretty sensitive, but Matthew Perry passed over the weekend. Um, there's been some real focus, though, on the cryptic, cryptic bat signal post. Talk to us about that. Yeah, so, I mean, in the week leading up to Matthew Perry's uh, tragic death, uh, he kept posting around um, Matt, calling himself Matt Man, which he does, uh, and sort of Batman-related content. 
And there's been a lot of speculation around why this is happening. So, I mean, it might have just been a lead up to Halloween. Who knows? But the speculation online, particularly on TikTok that I've, I've seen, is around the fact that Matthew Perry's final chapter in his book was really focused on uh, ex- explaining about his about Batman and uh, the last line in his book referenced back Batman as well. And so the, the speculation is maybe he, he knew uh, that sort of it was his final chapter. But who yeah. knows? As I said, it's yeah. speculation. Maybe you just love Batman. All right. Uh, like Batman, we got to go. Uh, and I'll talk to you again soon. Thank you so much. All right. More ticket today right after this. You're watching Ticker. We'll have more in just a few minutes. 